You're listening to the CC Podcast. We promote civic engagement by highlighting the community leaders at UTEP and the El Paso region, while also promoting personal development and civic-mindedness. Thank you for listening. Welcome everyone to our CC podcast and today we're going to be continuing with our mental health issues. Today we're going to be having as our guest speaker Dr. Lax. My name is Laura Quevedo and I will be your co-host and my your host my bad and as your co-host Mr. Janavi Gonzalez. Just as a reminder at the end of this episode we're going to be mentioning the winners of our giveaway of this week. So just to start off, let's begin with Dr. Latz. How are you today? And just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. Basically, who is Dr. Latz? <laughs> okay. Hi, Laura. And um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I don't want to take too much time away for this piece, um, but just to introduce myself briefly, I'm a lecturer at UTEP. Um, I teach in the public health department and also in the rehabilitation department. If you remember, you took a class there, Laura. So it was good to have you as a student. Um, well, as you can tell from my accent, I am not from here. I'm from Germany. Um, and I came to the U.S. in 2013 for a job at UCLA, um, where I worked at the Fielding School of Public Health as a policy analyst. And then um, I became interested in you know, getting one of those PhD degrees. And that led me to UTEP because I was interested in border issues and immigrant health. And I knew they were great experts on their topic um, at UTEP. And so I came here in 2016, I did the degree in interdisciplinary health sciences. And um, when I finished, I pretty much started teaching. So it was a, you know, smooth transition from being a student to now um, trying to educate students and being educated myself in the process. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to be here. Well, Dr. Latz, I want to thank you again, you know, for joining us on this podcast episode. Um, I want to go ahead and start with this important question. What are some important signs to tell whether someone may have mental health conditions? Is there a way that we as students can help one another through containing these situations? Okay, so that's a great question. I mean, two questions really, right? Um, with the first one in terms of signs, so, you know, one thing to start with, um, I think unfortunately we're all pretty good at hiding our, you know, when we're not doing so well with respect to our mental health. So, you know, we, especially in the class that I teach, we learn about the textbook signs to watch out for, right? If someone is depressed that they may not get out of bed in the morning, um, may have low energy, may not feel like doing anything, may not find enjoyment in life, overeating, undereating, those kinds of things. But sometimes really from the outside, it's really difficult to tell that someone is having those kinds of symptoms and experiencing these things because that same person that has all these symptoms, they might still be the ones who once we meet them say, oh, I'm fine. I had a you know great day. I'm totally okay. So I think um, that applies to a lot of us. We are actually, yeah, as I said, good at hiding how we're really feeling. And we're so used to just going with the social conventions and don't want to stand out and simply go with the I'm fine. And, you know, therefore, it, it can be really hard to tell. Um, so so I would say that to start with, unfortunately, it's difficult to 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 find to really recognize what's going on with someone. But there are some indicators that maybe someone 
then maybe you should, you know, think more about um, a person or start not start to worry, but at least consider that maybe something's going on with them and maybe try to ask them, uh, you know, more questions about how they're really doing. So for instance, the person who says, so always says they're doing fine. That's actually a sign that they're likely not doing fine because we all have problems. We all have stress and stuff going on in our lives. So actually talking about it, admitting that usually helps us. And when people never do that, then it's almost like, you know, they, they don't even processing it. Um, they're, they're really just hiding that part and that can be harmful. So that's an indicator. Um, also, maybe someone who suddenly becomes kind of quiet, you know, when you're used to interacting or sending each other messages and suddenly there's no response, you know, for a while. Why is that? You know, try to follow up, try to find out what's really going on with that person. Um, Another thing, unbalanced lifestyles. Maybe we're all a bit guilty of that, especially as students, right? So <laughs> it's weird, you know, with our culture, if we say we we, we were up till 2 a.m. last night to finish a project, we get a tap on the back, right? Like, wow, you, great work. But in fact, it's actually not a good thing, especially, of course, there are times where we're cramming, but if you notice someone is really, you know, not getting proper sleep or or never does anything other than work or studying, you know, they don't do any exercise, then they don't go out and have fun. I mean, right now going out is probably not a good idea, but, you know, do something that they enjoy and is just for relaxation. You know, those kinds of unbalanced lifestyles that often, you know, are also can be, you know, a sign that someone is not doing so well. And then finally, you know, if someone has just big stressors in their lives, and that can be a range of things. I mean, with COVID, of course, when people, you know, maybe even lost a family member or someone's in the hospital um, or they're far away from their family and they haven't seen them in a long time um, or, you know, other stressors related to the pandemic um, are also yeah, an additional burden at this time. So those are just some from the top of my head. Well, it's, it's pretty interesting. You know, going back a little bit, um, you're talking about, you know, uh, you know, especially a student cycle. You know, it's not really unhealthy. <laughs> Me personally as well, too. I mean, I find myself um, just studying constantly. And, you know, I work, you know, and you, you can ask anyone else. You know, usually they say, oh, the best time to work is at night, you know, because that's when you can concentrate the most. And honestly, it is true to me as well, but I don't know if I'm trying to kind of fool myself to think that, or it's something bigger, you know? It's just, you know, the stress behind it that I can't sleep, like I'm thinking all these other paperwork, and I prefer just to work during that time, you know, to kind of like de-stress in a way. Um, but you know, for people that are going through issues right now through COVID, um, what are some recommendations, kind of some tools or some, you know, some things that we as friends or family members can do to help someone out through you know, these hard times. Because I know some people are going through really hard time that you know, they're not used to being alone or isolated for a long period of time. So is there a way for us to you know, help them um, by not overwhelming them as well? Yeah, that is a really good question with you know many answers. I think um, because it's it is kind of different for everybody, uh, right? I think one good thing with this you know weird pandemic life is um, that a lot of us have actually tried to reach out more to others and have made more of an effort to talk to one another, even if it's you know through video conference or on the phone. But because we all are kind of more at home or actually have more time because we're not out so much, 
um, I feel like people have taken more time now to, yeah, to really talk to one another. So that's also one thing, you know, to your question, like, um, yeah, simply re reaching out to talk to that person. Um, and then, I mean, another good thing, or I think that that can help is if you live by example a little bit. So, you know, especially when as a teacher, like sometimes we tell students, they should, this is all the things you should do and take care of your mental health. And then you think, oh, am I doing all these things? <laughs> like, you know, it's um, it's actually, it really starts with yourself, like check in with yourself as you were just talking, you know, about working at night. And, you know, I think it, it really comes down to how are you feeling? Like, do you feel like life has become unbalanced and it's starting to affect your mood and you probably need to make a change? Or are you actually doing quite well and maybe for now it's not, such a big problem. So it also varies by individual, but it's important to really check in with yourself, see a bit how you're doing. And then what helps you? Um, so I also, you know, go from my own experience. Um, I know meditation works really well for me. Sometimes I'm too lazy. It's like I don't have the time or, you know, I'm lazy, but at the same time saying I don't have the time for it, which really just means you actually should do it. Um, so, so just taking those five to 10 minutes every day um, it's amazing to see the benefits after only a short period of time. So I, I really recommend that. And there are so many apps. I use Headspace. I find that it's my favorite. Um, that guy with that British accent, I find him very soothing. Um, also walking outside, you know, we know that being outside is one of the safest activities um, if you haven't been vaccinated yet, or even with vaccines. It's, it's, it's just one of those, you can always be outside and before the heat kicks in, of course, but um, trying to, you know, you can meet with a friend to go for a hike or for a walk, try to get somebody out of their house and do that. And, you know, those little things can make a different difference. Um, and finally, um, I took a few notes here. Let me see. Oh, yeah. So what also really helps to get through times like these, find something you care about and just get involved in that. Um, I mean, right now, um, you know, turns out teaching is actually a great activity because you can you stay in touch with other people well students um so you see others it keeps me engaged because i care about the topics um and so so you get focused and then you kind of forget what's going on around you so if you fit and that can be something different for everybody if you're you know if there's a, pro a topic that's of concern to you, whether it's engaging in climate change activism or or maybe you know cleaning up you know something in the environment related to that or helping out at a food pantry anything that makes you feel good and that maybe even does something good for the community that's something that can also help you get your mind off of you know bad things and do something that's that's good for you and others yes and especially i think that we're not professionals of course i mean we don't really have all the answers all the time and as a student it's like it might be hard to see like somebody else going through something that we don't even know we don't even understand like we think like there's a lot a lot of a stigma about it and like a lot of people are just like maybe they're saying oh it's because like you're not strong enough it's because like you're weak why are you going through this like you're not supposed to be doing this and that super hard comment that it's like you have everything you have a house you have a family you have this you have that and you're not supposed to go through that. And that I feel like that hits me in a way because I, I'm kind of one of the persons that is always going to tell you that I'm fine. I'm really doing good. Even if I'm like going through some stress or something difficult, I'm going to tell you I'm good. Just for you to be good, for you to like feel better. But 
I mean, it's hard. And I feel like a lot of people don't know about a lot of things that are out there. Sometimes we think, yeah, everything that is outside is the way that we're going to relax. But there are some other many, many, many things that we can do in our houses to relax. Just like you were saying, like maybe other people can clean and that's going to like relax them or that meditation. We've been posting about meditation as well these past weeks. And just taking those 10 minutes, just listening to music or just literally taking deep breaths. That helps a lot too. Not that I do it a lot, but <laughs> I do feel that helps a lot. And just coming back with that like stigma, can you please tell us about your experiences with the destigmatization of mental health illnesses? Like how has that been working in society? How what have you seen? Yeah, thanks, Laura. That's you know really important topic, um, of course. And and I think we're still um I mean, I think it's getting better in general, but um, at the same time, and as you kind of alluded to, it's not only so at societal level, but also a lot of us carry a certain stigma within us as well, right? Um, so I do feel like it's still there with respect to you know mental health. But well, so first of all, um, again, it kind of starts with ourselves. So what really helps reducing stigma is when we start talking about our own mental health. Um, you know, I had a mental health um, professional coming to one of my classes, Monica Shavira, I think you met her too, um, Laura. And so it's so, she always starts by saying, mental health is not something that's outside ourselves. You know, we all have mental health and it, it you know, a lot of these conditions are on a continuum and, um, you know, the, the prevalences are like really one in six will develop depression at one point in their life and one in five an anxiety disorder. So, um, you know, it's, it's incredibly prevalent. And also, you know, it's, as I said, it's not something that mental health, some have it, some don't, right? We're all having mental health. Um, so kind of trying to normalize it and then talking about your own experiences. So when we talk about, you know, certain conditions in class and if I have an experience with that or know somebody who does, I try to share a little bit more personally, um, you know, those kinds of stories. So, so students don't think um, like, oh, well, that's just this patient in the textbook or, you know, that that happens to whoever, but couldn't happen to me or not this instructor who has this, you know, PhD de degree or something like really trying to really show that no, um, you know, if, if you feel that you're not alone, um, a lot of us, you know, go through these kinds of experiences. Um, and another piece with stigma is to really um, try to make an effort to learn the right language. So from research now, we know that language also really matters. For instance, um, when we say, you know, someone's a, a, someone is a substance abuser, that is actually a term that from, you know, studies have shown is quite harmful because with that kind of term, we associate that the person is kind of responsible for their problems. They may also be um, more likely to engage in criminal activities. And like we have all these negative associations. But when we say something like a person has a substance, is dealing with substance use um, issues or has substance use problems, that kind of shows, no, it's a, you know, it's a person and they also have substance use issues at this time. But it's not like, they are just that. So language matters. And um, there's this one website called uh, Changing the Narrative. Um, I encourage you to check that out because they um, have really great tools and good vocabulary for um, certain mental health conditions. So, you know, we can we can learn it. I'm, you know, constantly needing to educate myself too because terms change and times change and, 
um, you know, those little things matter. So language and also yeah, talking yourself about mental health, even if it takes like a bit of courage and, and yeah, just getting out of your comfort zone a little bit, maybe. Well, honestly, that's, that's really interesting. And going back to, you know, what Lara was talking about, um, a little bit of social media that, you know, it's, you know, some people, you get, you kind of finding that little, I guess that change in society that people are normalizing all these words, you know, being bipolar, being, uh, I mean, and depressed, um, you know, anxiety, and you're starting to see all these words pop out in social media. So, you know, just like you were mentioning, we have to normalize those words and we have to find out the proper word of actually, you know, um, kind of like talking to people in the, in the proper terms that will not harm them or will not, you know, kind of, um, create this barrier between that person and yourself so to better help them out in that situations you know it's 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 really interesting all these you know these topics and these issues you know that uh, people are going through and especially with their family you know it goes back to you know you can't really talk to this about this with your you know with your mom or your dad you know especially if you know you're your first generation um hispanic you know you usually see that that you know hispanic families usually don't um kind of look down on that. You're like, no, that's local. Or, you know, it's, it's, um, se te va pasar. you know, kind of like those little, little things that they talk to you about, um, you know, so it's just, it's interesting talking about that. And hopefully, you know, as a community, I do, um, you know, I welcome the community to open up to these conversations. And since, you know, they can't, your friend can't talk to your, your, you know, your dad or your mom to be that person that they can talk to, you know, don't be that person that dismiss them. Don't be that person that sees those signs, but you know, um, you have your own problems and you don't want to deal with it. You know, I know everybody goes through that and I go through that myself as well too. It's like, man, you know, this person is always going through the same problems. And I mean, I don't want to help that person. I mean, I have my own problems to worry about, but you know, sometimes it, that person needs a little bit more than you do. So I do welcome the, the, you know, the community to go ahead and open up to those, those issues and be more welcoming in regards to that. Yes, of course. I'd say like to our listeners, we know it's hard. We know like it's not easy at all to actually open up yourself and just tell others. Because as well, this is one of the things that I have. Like I think that other people don't care. <laughs> just like Junavi saying from his perspective, maybe he's like, well, this is like this person is negative. Like I don't want him in my life. And I'm like, maybe the other way around. I'm like, well, I don't want to bring negativity to people. I don't want to tell them because like then they're just not going to want me in their life. And I feel like in a sense, in that point, then we have to reach out to the people that care about us. Maybe, of course, you're not going to open up to like everyone, to like a person that you see in the street and you're like, hey, I'm having these problems. Like you have to go with something, someone that you trust because I, I feel like that's going to make it a lot more important and just giving giving it the well, yeah not to be redundant but giving to it the importance that it has not just something like like Janavi is saying that our, our parents are like you're fine like in a week like you're gonna be fine like it's okay and you're gonna be fine like no and we maybe our generation is like a little bit more aware of that that we're like, okay, maybe it's not that fine. Maybe I need help. Maybe I need to talk to someone. And that's important. So for you, our listener who is there, don't hesitate to reach out to someone that cares about you and even ourselves. And yes, me being in rehabilitation sciences, I've seen that you address first the person 
and then the issue. Like like Dr. Lice is saying, like you don't say someone that is like, oh yeah, you're an abuser because it's not about that. Like it's not about the person. It's something that that person is going through. And how do we help that by educating ourselves? So thank you very much, Dr. Light. That actually reminded me that very, very, very important point. You don't address the person by his or her issue. You don't you address the person and then help out with the things he or she is going through. If that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know if you have any comments. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I can just underline everything you guys, you both of you said. Um so true. Well, maybe just one thing to follow up on, because you said about, you know, the importance of opening up. And yes, I absolutely agree. But um, and you kind of indicated that, too. You know, sometimes we do that. But unfortunately, the people we talk to are not very um, receptive or they simply have not received, you know, either that education or culturally, though, you know, I think it's also a bit of a generational thing. I mean, my parents' generation is similar to how you describe the typical Hispanic family in terms of dealing with those kinds of problems. It's more like, ah, you'll be fine, you know, like, yeah. this is, you know, it's going to blow over. Let's talk about something fun. Um, yeah. And so, you know, knowing that, like, maybe... We don't, you know, let's not go in with those expectations that um, we will, you know, get the support we need from certain people. Unfortunately, we can we can contribute to to having conversations that we get more on the same page with others. But maybe sometimes it's really more about you kind of indicated that to finding the right people to open up to. And, you know, sometimes it's also that really we do need professional help and there's absolutely no shame in that. And. You know, in fact, that is a brave thing to do. That actually takes a lot of strength to say and to recognize, you know, I, I really need to talk to someone who has studied this stuff and who can maybe say if I might need medication, if I might need some form of therapy that I would not know or could not administer myself, right? So, so in fact, you know, taking that step, um, yeah, is, is really, um, you know, takes courage, is important and is 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 a sign that you're on the right track. You know, what's the worst thing that could happen? Someone could tell you, no, you don't need um, medication or therapy. Well, then great, then you know that. But um, it, otherwise, you know, they can help you get better. So same as we deal with our physical health issues, same with mental health. Um, our mental health also needs our um, taking care of, right? So, um, so yeah, it's important to remember that. Yes, I was going to mention something and... I think it just went away, but I want to throw this. Miners, if you're having any issues like this, please, 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 there is an after hours crisis line. So please feel free to call anytime. The number is 915-747-5302. Once again, 915-747-5302. We just wanted to throw this out if you're listening to this. And I mean, it's good that we at YouTube have that. Now, I really personally didn't know about that. And well, now we have it. So it's just important to take advantage of that. And the thing that I was going to say just came back. <laughs> so um, it's not our ego. It's not like when we say I'm strong, I'm going to get out of this alone. Mm, if you're going through that, it's not your ego. I mean, in a sense, it's kind of that personality that they have put into us that we're strong enough to do anything. We can just get out of any problem that we have. And personally, that happens to me, too. <laughs> If I'm being honest, I might be like opening right here to all of you who are listening. But yes, that that might be like a trait that we have. Uh, where I'm strong enough, I'm not gonna go for help because I can get out of this any day. If I want to, I can get out of this. But just like Dr. Lai is saying, it needs to take being it needs to be taken care of. 
and just like a physical with a doctor that you go with like we really need like that help sometimes and if we like see that we're coping throughout the day and like it's just like little moments when we have like when we feel blue when we feel down I think that's what pulls that feeling again of like just you know what I'm fine but even though if it's like little moments I I think it's really important to still give them the importance that they have all right guys now it's time for the winner of the giveaway let's see who won and the winner is Ivan underscore 698. Congratulations, Ivan. Please reach out to us through any of the social media platforms to claim your prize. Again, it's Ivan underscore 698. Congratulations. Okay, guys, if you guys didn't win this time, please tune in. We're going to have more giveaways in the future. Um, and good luck next time. Thank you for listening. And we want to remind everyone, you know, listening to follow us in our social media platforms at UTIPCCE and also listen to our podcast. You know, this remaining of this season, season two is going to be based on mental health issues. And we're going to have a special guest on, you know, every Friday. So please listen up, um, play, tell your friends, your family members, um, and we'll expect you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening in.